1: Welcome to The Power of Us. My name is Rosie. And I'm Abel. Today, we're going to talk about communication. It is huge in marriage. And specifically with Abel and I, it's been lack of communication.
2: Yeah. Not for me. (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) So the lack of communication has been something that has gotten us or Uh. me in trouble so many times no
1: it's our most the thing we fight about the most
2: yeah definitely. i mean to this
1: day mm-hmm. we're better thank god but it really irked me that you wouldn't talk to me
2: yeah i mean it is we just came from different backgrounds i think that that was yeah one of man the biggest thing.
1: yeah but you used to talk to me before we got married
2: that's different that's because i was trying to get you to be mine that was
1: different. You do you know that that's true, dude? And it makes me so mad. And we've talked about this and I'll say it again. You used to text me all day, every day, because <laughs> communication is also uh it's verbal and audio, but it's also texting. Right, you got right, me yeah. used to texting and then it completely stopped.
2: Now see, you're not wrong about that, okay? You're not. Thank you. But I mean, I need you and every other woman that's listening to this podcast right now thinking that I tricked you and I do feel tricked. And this I person did. tricked me and this and that. No. Uh, you know what? When when you're dating, you're just trying to give the best representation of yourself because you just want to be liked. Mm. And, and you don't want to lose a connection with this person because of some flaw or something that you're not vulnerable in. So... You I were kind of
1: it though.
2: You were kind of half tricked cuz yeah, it wasn't fair of me to cuz I agree with you. We would text a lot. We'd text for hours. We'd I text loved constantly it. and I yeah. I text back very fast and mm-hmm. and after it, it ceased to to almost about 10% of what I used to text you.
1: Right. Not. So I felt that you just used it to get me and now I, w- not, I wasn't trapped, but I think I did say that word to you. I feel stuck or trapped because you weren't giving me what I had gotten used to. And it, and it just so happens that I love to talk, not only right. k- to hear myself. I love to hear you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when when I, my favorite conversations with you are when you're talking yeah. and I learned something new about you, and that just stopped. So we've had a lot of fights about that. And it can be little things, like I was... Slaving over the stove, and you brought in pizza without telling me. Oh, that can drive me up the wall. I'm like done. I don't even want to eat anymore.
2: And it's not that I brought pizza, it's that I didn't tell you before you started cooking. To me, it's
1: literally like it takes a second, dude. Just send me a text, and I don't understand why you don't. Do you know why you don't?
2: You know what? I, I don't know. I mean, part of me. Part of me has thought about it. is it pride that I don't want to tell her what I'm doing all the time? I don't know, but I mean, it's just uh, part of me saying things is, is it laziness, Abel? Uh, what is it? But that's something I'm just, just still trying to figure out. Why do us men are so bad at communicating?
1: Well, I think it depends what you, the definition of bad communication, because women can be bad at communicating too, in the sense that I know sometimes I talk a lot, y no digo nada. Mm. And, and that's bad communication too. Or I communicate a lot when I'm mad and I'm just yelling and throwing out words, but I never got to the core of why I'm mad. So uh, that's bad that communication too. So it's not like uh, talking too much or not talking at all. It's that we're not using our words wisely. Wow. And I learned that with you in that I would talk a whole lot, but you still had no idea what I was trying to say Yeah. because I was full of emotion, because I was full of anger, because I was full of sadness instead of getting to the core of the issue. I hadn't even thought it through. I was thinking it as I was saying it, and, and then you didn't even know what to do with it because I was still figuring it out. While you weren't talking at all, so I had no idea what to do with you. I didn't know what you wanted or didn't want or if I was doing things right. It became really frustrating with cooking. I, I totally gave up on cooking because I'm like, I don't even know if he likes it or not. Like, I would feed you, and then you'd eat cereal after. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd blame me when you gained weight. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to cook anymore. Just eat your cereal. But I wish you would have just told me, like, I like this or not. Or le echaste mucha sal. Or quiero más salsa. You know, I I wish I would have known.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, communication has been something. It, it, it's the foundation to a good marriage. If we can't communicate, we can't work things out. Yeah. And so it, it's it's communicating, period. It's just talking about stuff. That's important. And then it's the way in which we communicate it as well. Because me communicating to you that I don't like, um, hey, babe, you know what? Um, the The caldo had a little bit too much salt. It tastes yeah. really, really good this way and that way. I really like the way you cook the carrots. They're perfect and stuff like that. Or instead, or, or if I say it in a, in a in a different tone and say, wow, que salado está esto. <laughs> yes. You're never going to want to cook it again, you true, know?
1: True, true.
2: So, I mean, it, it's, it's so important. And
1: this is a different man talking because I used to beg you to talk to me. And it seemed like you, I remember once you said, talking about it does nothing. Hmm. When, when, especially when we were upset, you'd think we're going to talk for four hours and get no solution. Yeah. So that was part of my, my error in talking too much and not getting down to a solution, not really saying anything.
2: Right. I mean, that that's really, really important too. Because see, the issue that was going on there is that I didn't understand why you were talking to me <laughs> if if I wasn't going to be able to fix anything. Yes.
1: yes. Us, see,
2: us as men, like, I didn't even want to talk to you anymore. I
1: know. Because
2: what was the point? Mm-hmm. Nothing was going to get fixed. I was just going to spend my time hearing you out, and I wasn't going to be able to fix anything. Because, see, the issue was is that us as men, all we want to do is just fix, You're and we want to build, and we want to yeah. do this, and we want to do, and we want to solve, you know? But it didn't fit into my head that my woman— just needs me to hear her out.
1: Right. Not Sometimes I, issues. I, I didn't need you to fix me. I don't want you to fix me. Um, if it's something you did, then right. I'd like you to fix that or not do it again. But I, I hate to feel that you want to fix me right. because then that means, well, do you even love how I am and who I am? Yeah. So I, I think we got to the point where I used to come in with an intro of, babe, this is what happened at work. I just need you to hear me out. Yeah, And you would, and you're a great listener.
2: And that helped, because that, that helped me turn off my fix-it mode, or the fix-it uh, part of me, you know? Yeah. And I but could when just say, I
1: do want you to fix a situation where you messed up, I'm, I let you know beforehand, like, look, babe, I'm upset at this, we're going to talk about it, like, in an hour. That really worked, because I wasn't talking on emotion anymore. If I told you that second, I know me, I'm going to talk with anger and pain and all these... Um, blaming words and right. pointing words and judgment words if I give myself at least an hour to think it through to pray about it to analyze myself why you're so mad but I give you a warning we're going to talk in an hour you've kind of thought about like what did I do how could I have fixed this right. and then the communication is better so I, I think that's stuff that we've learned honestly just because we've hurt each other so much with talking um, something else that, that used to really hurt my feelings was when you would tell me to hurry up hurry yeah. up and get to the point oh I would just, it would just, I had to like count my words. I remember I used to say, please just give me at least 20 minutes. And that seemed like eternal to you. Like yeah. you're like, no, I'll give you five. It was, and, and I think you've understood the way that I communicate.
2: Yeah. I mean, and and looking back at that, I, I can only imagine how, how hard that was or how restricting that was or how, what you must've been going through when I did that. I was, I was in this, I was just in a really bad place of just not wanting to communicate and. part of it is because of the backgrounds in which that we grew up in and in my family we speak nothing whatever we're going through we hold it in we don't say anything Mm -hmm. meanwhile in your family everything is out and everything is in the light and we everybody knows everybody in the family knows every (laughs) taberi and we all talk about it and then we have a family meeting and then we have three separate meetings by ourselves and then we do a recap at the end you know and so it's just it's just a completely different scenario and i just had to realize that me not communicating is hurting us. Yeah. And you not knowing about me is never going to allow you to figure out what I feel. Yeah. And it's never... And then it also made me realize that if you don't know that something hurt me, you're going to keep doing it.
1: Right. Yeah, I had no idea of some things. I really honestly didn't until you told me. Yeah. And, and I think I learned to accept when you talked yeah. Because even when you would speak up, I'd get all offended or so you'd want to shut down more. Right. If you opened up, if you were vulnerable or if you confessed something that you were thinking that wasn't ideal, if you really started opening up to me and I took it personally, you would shut down more. So I had to learn to see Abel as a person. Not everything was personally about me. Yeah, And, and that helped you open up. There was also body language and all these things. Um... I mean communication you can always learn right Right. no one knows it all we've only been married six years we have a whole lifetime to know and you know you are better at talking baby you really are I am just so happy I have seen you grow so much I really thought I was never gonna get you to speak I gave up for a while remember (laughs) yeah you did I was saying what's the point of talking to you I don't want to talk to you anymore and now I'm like I love talking to you
2: yeah me too babe you too yeah things have changed yeah it's actually, it's gotten so much better. And I don't I'm use metaphors
1: thankful. anymore. That's
2: why. You don't use <laughs> metaphors anymore. That was a big issue. Just yes. to let you guys know. She used to use metaphors. It took 10 minutes and I understood the point because I'm smart. I get it. <laughs> it but... wasn't
1: because I thought you were dumb. It was because I love to be elaborate. I love you to imagine the story in your head. I'm a writer. I'm a reader. I'm a communicator. But I don't use metaphors anymore just because I, I try and get to the point a little bit faster. But you do allow me to give detail. So Thank It's a you. compromise. Even communication. Anyway, so I met this girl. She emailed me. Okay. I tweeted really quickly that lack of communication has really caused trouble with Abel and I, I mean, I'm just open, and you know that, babe, we've had horrible fights. And she said, I am a therapist, I will give you guys a free session. So I thought, let's share it with our our listeners, right? Let's all learn. So we're gonna call her, her name is Grace, and we're gonna get some tips from a certified therapist on communication. But that's gonna be after this commercial break, you're listening to The Power of Us, and we'll be right back. You guys know that I'm a speaker, a teacher, I love the word. Mm -hmm. And you can find more of those spiritual snacks on my YouTube channel, Rosie Rivera. Go ahead and have your daily word.
2: And remember to... And rem...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You you guys subscribe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And remember to subscribe. Welcome back to the Power of Us podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. Who do we have today, babe?
1: She is a marriage and family therapist. Her name is Grisela Ocampo, but we can call her Grace. Um, I met her through an email, and like I was saying before, I was really honest on Twitter about our lack of communication issue. Well, more your lack of communication (laughs) issue. Very funny. So, Grace, um, thank you so much for taking our call. You are awesome in that you saw a tweet of someone in need and you wrote right to me. And I really, really love that. Um, it shows that you are a good marriage and
0: family therapist. How long have you been practicing? Good evening. I have been practicing for only five years. Okay. Extensive practice in um, marriage and family therapy. I have done um, support groups for children. In trauma for families uh, going through situations with court issues uh, mm. with, when kids are placed in foster homes because of um, domestic violence in the home. I've counseled women and children. I've had support groups for women uh, who have um, recently been divorced or going through uh, situations with their relationships at home. I've also been deployed to military bases in Texas uh, to counsel children crossing the border and their families. And saw just uh, um, how difficult it is for our culture, especially to communicate when we talk about communication and how difficult it is and how different it can be uh, ranging from, you know, different ethnicities. So um, wow. my experience with uh, marriage and family therapy in, in relationships, first of all, concerning communication is, first we have to we must ask ourselves, how do I personally communicate? Mm-hmm. What is my style of communication? I had one, um, one couple tell me one time the woman says, "Well, I feel that he doesn't love me anymore." And Mm. then the question was to the woman was, how does it look like when he does love you? And she couldn't answer that. She couldn't answer that. And hence there's... Meaning she didn't
1: know. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Grace. She couldn't answer that, meaning she didn't know how she could feel loved or how... She she didn't
0: know. She couldn't even answer her own question as to, because she said, I don't feel loved. By my husband anymore well then let me ask you this how does it look like what does it look like when you are loved and she couldn't answer that because she herself did not understand what it was to have a relationship full of love or she couldn't understand mm. it herself so huh. I get you in order for us to understand our spouse it's important to start within ourselves and evaluate ourselves That's how do I communicate exactly how come I, and okay. how do we communicate in different aspects of our life when I'm angry right. I mm. tend to communicate this way say for example right. um, years ago I've had a, a death in the family a close relative and at the time I was grieving but I expressed it being very angry. I was very angry. Wow. And I'm like, why right. am I angry? And again, just trying to understand myself, why am I so angry? What it was is that I'm expressing anger at pain. Right,
1: right,
0: right. Anger pretty much is a it's a facade. It's it's um it's a mask. Well, they say anger
1: Yeah, they say um I've heard anger is a secondary emotion. And Correct. usually under anger there's pain or fear. So, yeah, uh, but I get what you're saying with regards to communication, no, first of all, the first step is to know your style. Yeah. So then once you know your style, then what do we do? Because I know my style and Abel know his style knows his style, but now what
0: do we do to be able to to meet halfway? Then we need to understand how both of these styles can commingle with each other to people we mm. have communication. And now remember, we're humans, even though, you know, we could be Christian, and we can say, you know, this is the way we're supposed to communicate. There is no no person that's going to be perfect. We're made of right. emotions, and these emotions are meant to be expressed somehow, but we yeah. have to. That's good. And so through uh, marriage, you have to communicate all of these feelings with each other, and understanding, like you said, now what? You understand now how able— is going to, uh, um, his style, how his style is going to commingle with yours. And so you now you understand more, okay, but when you are angry, then that means you probably are in pain somehow. Right. So well, then I can understand, okay, let's switch this around. Then see how quickly it can turn as, honey, I, I understand that it seems to me that you're pretty upset right now. Is there anything that I can do to help you. Are you? Well, specifically
1: specifically with Abel and I, what happens is that Abel doesn't, I don't know if it's, the, I don't know, I don't want to misspeak for you, babe, but you don't really communicate a lot. There's a lack of communication and that. There's just details you don't really want to give. Right. So, but to me, I love detail. So how do, we, how do we help each other in that sense where Abel, um, sometimes I feel like, oh, you're just assuming that I know when I don't know. Um, So how can we help that lack of communication from the male point of view and maybe just to be honest, me speaking too much point of view?
0: Okay. Uh, First, Abel, it's important to understand that we need to communicate somehow. And so if you can't communicate verbally, then how does he communicate? Is it that maybe is he going out Mm. for a walk? He's communicating that way. Oh my gosh, I never even thought of
1: that. You do leave when we're fighting. Well, you used to. You used to leave. I had never thought of it as a a way of communication, but it is. You're communicating that you need a cooling period, that you're upset maybe, that, um, well, yeah, it's true. I had never thought of that. So physically, physically, he was communicating what he couldn't communicate verbally.
0: So you, in turn, need to take those cues from him. Now men express Mm -hmm. it differently. You need to read into those cues. Well, it's us see, a man is not going to, most of the time, he's not going to come to you and say, okay, baby, I want to talk, let's talk about it, it's important that we talk about this. Most of the time, men don't do that, especially in our culture. That's just the way we're brought up. Right. So we need yeah, to read into no. those cues. And then he'll read into your cues, too. Um, so when you're upset, you know, I don't know if you're upset, if you're really sad or if you're frustrated or whatever it is, but there's another emotion behind there.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. That, that really, really helped me. I'm so glad we've, we've called you grace because obviously communication in marriage, we can always keep learning. And I'm so glad that I called you because now I know to look at Abel's cues. Um, of different ways of communicating. It sounds so silly now that I say it, but I thought it was just verbal. Obviously, I know the mad ways of communicating, rolling your eyes, but I never once thought of you walking away Mm. as, as a communication. You were communicating things to me that it wasn't the time to talk, that you needed to analyze it, that you were so angry that you didn't want to say something that would hurt me later. Right. That I wish I had seen it now, because I used to get so mad when you'd leave in the middle of an argument. It would really make me livid. But now, thanks to this this small breakthrough we had with Grace, if you do walk away, I'll take it as a cue of, I want to talk later. It's it's not the time right now. I need to think things through before I say something I don't mean.
0: More than anything, and uh, maybe at another time when we have more time, I'll talk to you what's called the four what we call in marriage and family therapy, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Uh, And that we we refer to that as pretty much, as we know, in biblical, after those four horsemen are present, we know that the end is coming, biblically, right? Mm. Well, in marriage and family therapy, we have this theory, and not all the the marriage and family therapies apply this, but to some of us who follow these theories, I'm one of them, that these four horsemen, when they are present in a relationship, tends to be a clear indication that that relationship, that marriage is coming to an end. Oh, and God, one, now you have to tell me. I want to know. <laughs> one of those things <sighs> is the communication. when they're stopped, One of they're them. Seized, okay. They're seizing the communication. When wow. everybody, yeah. both of them, just go their own route, and when there's something they want to talk about, they just don't communicate about it. Rather, they wow. just store everything up. Remember, we're like these, um, think about it as a bottle soda. This bottle soda, somebody put this liquid in there and then they, they put gas and then they, they bottle it up. When you open that, it, you know, it gives you this spark because it's got this pressure on it. Now, we okay. as human beings, if we compare ourselves to that soda, every situation in our lives that we live, uh, we will put liquid in that bottle. Well, when that liquid is full of experiences, most of the time when it's a negative experiences, all we need is mm-hmm. a little bit of pressure and stress of yeah. life. And that's what clearly gives us that gas, right, in that soda. Right. And so when we don't communicate, we are closing the lid of that bottled soda, creating more and more pressure. Therefore, right. when our spouse gently maybe can touch your shoulder or simply uh, tells you anything um, and you explode. What? What is it about? Yeah, that it's was like, me. It's like, oh, <laughs> there's so much bottled in there that you have been adequately expressed in a healthy way and you've bottled it in and it's creating all this pressure and now it's exploding. So when we have all of those situations and you have those for a prolonged period of time, you will in, in you know, in time create what we call, you know, one of those four horsemen. Um, that after that four, you know, first horseman, we go into what is called stonewalling. And stonewalling wow. pretty much is when I don't want to hear you anymore. Talk to the hand, kind of. Yeah. Talk to the yeah. hand or I'll walk away from you or I'll change the subject. That's clearly stonewalling. And all of those are indications that definitely this this um, relationship is going worse and worse. And if you don't seek professional assistance, then you will generate the rest of the the other two horsemen. And when those four horsemen are present, then all you need those four horsemen to do is start galloping amongst each other when there is a little bit of stress in that relationship, whether it be a little bit of financial, of family issues, or children, anything like that will create that pressure. And now you have those four horsemen galloping with each other. I don't know if that makes sense to you.
2: No, yeah, that definitely makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, well, I'm
1: so interested to know about these four horsemen because I think some of us need to know. I yeah. mean, communication seems like, okay, I get it. If you're not, no longer talking, it does seem like an indicator. Grace, would you mind if we called you back another time just to speak specifically about the horsemen? I would Because you've really, be- really
0: intrigued I, me. It, it, uh, I need more time, and I think it's something that right. more and more people should be aware of and, be- and how we can prevent it.
1: Yes. Okay. So um, uh, thank you so much. You've really helped. And it's just good to know that communication is one of those horsemen with a lack of communication. So thank yes. you so much, Grace, for taking our call. You are quite
0: welcome. Call. My heart is in That's it. That's awesome. People. And uh, God bless you guys. And um, we will talk to you soon. We will.
1: Awesome, we'll definitely Grace. talk again, Grace. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. That was Grisela Ocampo. She's a marriage and family therapist. We learned so much from her, babe. And I know people learned too. We don't even have to really say that much. Yeah. I mean, she she gave us the lessons that we learned. I literally had a breakthrough. Definitely. So next time you, you aren't ready to talk, I'm not going to force you to talk. I'm going to let you take your walk, and I'm not going to take it offensively.
2: And I'll make it a thing to make sure that I still come back and I talk. I don't just take it to bed and act like nothing happens the following day.
1: Right. So now, fellow listener, it is your turn. We learned from the therapist know your communication style, let your partner know your communication style, and really listen to each other's cues. Like... If he is, if he's giving you cues, listen to them, even if they're not verbal and don't shut down. You know, once both of you stop talking to each other, that could be a danger that you're losing your marriage. So, um, those are our tips and a therapist tips. And we really hope you learn today. I sure learn today and know that we learn from you, you learn from us, and that is the power of all of us together.
2: Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Abel. I'm Rosie. And we are the power of us.
1: Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move.